My mission when I start a new business, when I get into a project is it has to fit the lifestyle and I build the business around the lifestyle. If it doesn't fit the lifestyle, I don't touch it. What are we talking about on the Grow Your Damn Business podcast? We're talking about business, specifically your business. Is it growing or are you stuck? How painful is that growth? Is it running you or are you running it? Are you working in your business or on your business? On the Grow Your Damn Business podcast, we explore these questions and much more. Expect a lively, spirited discussion about what it takes to grow your damn business. And now, on to the episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Grow Your Damn Business podcast. My name is Scott Goodrich, and I'm your host. Joined today by Joe Rare. Joe is the founder and CEO of Level 9 Virtual. Joe, thanks so much for being on the show. Ah, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. We are, we are talking to Joe from the, up until recently, not so populated, but now more heavily populated Montana area. Montana is now home, right, Joe? Yes, it is. Yeah, we love it here. A little transplant from uh, from California. Well, uh, Joe, I, I always like to let our guests tell their story as opposed to me trying to do a long-winded uh, wrap-up on your bio. So let's hear a little bit about what you're up to. Let's hear a little more about Level 9 Virtual and what that's all about. And then we'll, we'll dig into how you got here from where you were. Cool. Um, I've been an entrepreneur my, I, I believe, kind of my entire life. Uh, one of the kind of really core things that struck me when I was young was recognizing a fr you know, one of my friend's dads being able to take time off of work in the middle of the week and take us to a, an Oakland A's baseball game as a kid. And me recognizing, wait, hold on. how this guy, how is he able to do that? My parents can't do that because they're working in the middle of the day. Um, so how is it that this guy's able to do it? And then, you know, as you get older, you start to realize, oh, well, he's the wealthiest guy in town. He owns all the businesses, right? He owns a bunch of businesses. Yeah. yeah. And we grew up in a small little farm town in uh, the Delta. And so, it was okay. Well, hold on. I want that instead of what my parents are doing because he's wealthy. He's got time. He's doing fun things. You know, that's, that's the lifestyle that I would love to have. And then, you know, through high school, everything was all about sports. But at the end of my high school career, I read rich dad, poor dad, and thought it was the greatest thing that you could possibly put in a kid's okay, cool. hand uh, at, you know, yeah. 17, 18 years old. And so I always knew, okay, that's what I'm going to do. Um, I decided to head off to college and attempt to to play basketball in, in the NCAA and realized that, yeah. you know, six foot and I got to ride the bench and not, not, not so great. So I ended up you dropping shot, out a, yeah, a shot no, it was fun. You know, yeah. to walk on to a division one school was, was pretty yeah. remarkable by itself. But then, you know, the, I'd rather invest my time making myself wealthy than making somebody else wealthy, including the universities. And I always thought I could always go back to school, right? That's easy. Yeah. There's schools yeah. everywhere. I could always go back. I decided to, to not finish and to start a business. And so I started the first business. It was door-to-door -door sales. Um, ended up at about approximately 40 employees and then sold the company when I was 22 years old, um, which was wow. not, not for the price that I probably should have sold it for, right, but right. it got me out of what I thought was a never-ending you know, cycle of, of, uh, kind of the mundane. And so I wasn't enjoying myself, was able to luckily had somebody genuinely just ask me if they could buy the business on a random conversation. Really? And all I what were you selling door to door? I have to ask since I, I did a little of that way back in the day as well. What oh, were you, I did what every, were you, selling? you sold everything oh, yeah. from pots okay, and so pans and cutting boards and knives and kids, gotcha. toys and books and anything you can imagine. If uh, we could get it into the supply house. Um, and we, so the way the business works is I got things on consignment. Okay. Yeah. And yeah. as I got it consigned, we then, I had a sales team. They just went out and all they did is sell literally business to business, walk in, sell the receptionist, sell whoever they could get as many layers deep as they could go. 
And were you recruiting your, your buddies and, and friends or just people coming through? Like, how, Here's so what's you, funny. Yeah, well, how you build that staff out? Out of all the businesses that I've ever had, I have never once gone to family or friends. How about ever. that? Cool. Yeah. Now, Different. back then, what we would do is we would put ads in the newspaper and sure. attract people that way. And then yeah. we'd get people to come in, they apply for a job, and then we, you know, get them in. And so um, that was that was fine. I learned so much about sales, so much about rejection, so much about data statistics. Like, you know, it's going to take a lot of averages to get yeses. Um, so, you know, pushing through no's. And so it made sales very easy moving forward because I had no fear of rejection. I didn't care, right? I could ask anybody yeah. for anything. Um, from there, I got into real estate. The market crashed uh, after we were... Um, you know, on paper, we were, you know, looking pretty rich, uh, sure. market crash in 08, 09. And, <laughs> yeah. uh, I went to zero and, uh, yeah. uh wow. Yeah. So uh, then I got into e-commerce that led me into marketing and, you know, on and on. And then we end up with gotcha. uh, level nine. So that's a lot. Yeah, so, so let's, let's uh, give us a little intro to level nine Then I'm going to yeah. go backwards. If you sure. are on, the, yeah, yeah. on so, the chronology here, cause I don't want to jump over some of those things. I'm sure there's tons of there's good meat of the bone there for us to talk about. Yeah. yeah. So let's, uh, let's just talk about level nine a little bit and then, then we'll go backwards. Yeah. So level nine virtual is a virtual assistant services company. Um, yeah, I, I hired my first virtual assistant in November of 2008 and I've had one or a team working with me every single day since that day. Um, I've built, you know, now we have six companies that I own that are all 95% run by VAs. And, wow. um, so that's kind of my claim to fame in the marketplace is that I don't own, I don't operate the companies that I own. I'm a strategic advisor. I'm an investor. I help guide the direction of the company. I deploy resources and then we evaluate from a strategic point where we go next. And yeah. so we've now been able to do that six times. Um, nice. we built six companies that all do, um, well, one of them's just under um, uh, a million a year, but all the other companies are over seven figures. Are you now that guy that you saw the ticket to the A's game? Do you think you've gotten to that place? Well, it's, or, or, yeah, no, I mean, I, I mean, I mean, you know, are you feeling like that? I mean, sure. that's kind of where you started. So just to do a little callback yeah, to that, no, that guy that would, that, that was there to be able to do those things when he wanted to do them, right. He had established himself and had a little bit of that freedom that, uh, that you were looking for. So my mission through all of this has been that I have two daughters and I don't ever want to miss a single thing that they do, no matter what it is. And to this yeah. day, there's not been one thing I've missed. No parent-teacher conference, no uh, recital, no gymnastics event, no horseback riding you know, event, anything like that. I haven't missed a single thing. So yes, to this date, I am yeah. that guy. Uh, you nice. know, Monday, we were supposed to be leaving for Hawaii, but if anybody saw, now he's on fire, yeah. so we're not going. Yeah. And now we're going yeah. somewhere else. So the, the ability to do those things and have freedom and it is, is most important to me. And so my mission, when I start a new business, when I get into a project is it has to fit the lifestyle and I build the business around the lifestyle. If it doesn't fit the lifestyle, I don't touch it. And so that's yeah, my motto. That's, that's it's, a, it's a great position to be from. I, I got to tell you that this conversation is, is timely. We're having it here in, in early August. You, you referenced all the, uh, the devastation going on in Maui. I was, uh, but I'm, I'm in the middle of reading, reading a book right now. It's been out for a while called who not how, right. Speaking to exactly what you're, you're talking about here. Uh, an author that, that I've referenced a few times on this podcast, but it's a uh, Ben Hardy along with Dan Sullivan, who's sort of an entrepreneurial yeah. guru and coach out there. But talking exactly about this, right? The only way you're going to be able to level up, the only way you're going to be able to grow what it is that you, that, that you want to get after is, is to find out who all those who's need to be yeah. to make that happen and, and spend a whole lot less time worrying about how you're actually going right. to get there. And that power of who, not how is 
pretty tremendous and it's but it's tough right folks it's a it's a tough thing to to, to release if, if you will right to release that control and, and release that day-to-day oversight and telling people oh, i want it done this way how this how i want it done as opposed to just finding those people with that skill set absolutely um, what what was inter- so what was that transition like for you? It's sort of a, a catalyst where you really got into that space because it happened pretty early on in your career, right? Uh, yeah. Said oh eight oh nine, you did that. What was the thing where you realized, hey, I need I need those right who's I need that virtual assistant. I I don't want to be the guy for every business. I I want to be be the be directing it, be that visionary, be the strategic leader yeah. for these businesses. I'm so it on. was um you know the real estate market took its tank um kind of oh eight we started going okay well this isn't going to work. Um, I was an idiot, young. I took the money that I sold the company. I invested in real estate. Instead of going after cash flow, I went after the appreciation. I did the fix and flips. I did all those things. We had, I, I, I want to say it was something like 16 properties in construction all at the same time. Wow. Yeah, that's a lot. You know, in, in so, 07, 08, like right there, like oh, right yeah, at that. Yeah. Oh, so yeah, in right 08, there, right in the middle of it. Yeah. yeah right in the so in 08, I realized like, I'm not getting out of this alive. So I'm going to go ahead and start giving these properties back to the bank and saying, Hey, wash my hands. Right. And yeah. I'll, I'll live, I'll live in cash for the next decade <laughs> if I have to. And, yeah. and so I did that. And simultaneously I started going, okay, well, I need, I need an out. I need the next thing. And I started reading, um, excuse me, uh, the four hour work week. And that introduced okay. me yeah. to virtual assistants. And then I said, you know, this makes a lot of sense. And since it's not like I have anything else to do, I should sit down and I should build one of these businesses. So I opened it up and I went page by page and I built a business literally exactly out of the book to a T minus yeah. one thing. And that one thing was Tim Ferriss's don't uh, sell ingestibles. I didn't listen and I did. And then about six years later, the FDA shut down the product that I had. So I was like, okay, gotcha. well, this is be great. <laughs> okay. but it, you know, it worked for right. a really right. good period of time. It gave me tons of flexibility, tons of freedom. I yeah. got, I, I realized that if I wanted to do what, what the book in theory says delegating is the only answer. And when I realized that yeah. you delegate once and then you have success with it, you're like, wait a minute here, I can do that again. And then you do it again. And then you go, wait a minute, this is easy. Now all of a sudden I don't have to do anything. And you start getting everything off your plate. And next thing you know, I have you know 10 VAs that are all working for me running this e-commerce business. And I'm hanging out in Costa Rica. I'm yeah. hanging out yeah. with friends in Florida. I'm, you know, going to Hawaii and spending time with, you know, with, with family and friends and I get to do whatever the heck I want. And it was amazing for this period of time. Right. And, uh, yeah. Was, was the, were your product agnostic? So you you said at the time, right, it was an e-commerce business and, and obviously when FDA came in, it changed a little bit, but was when you were thinking about, okay, what is that next thing? So real estate didn't happen. Um, right. Given where the, where the world was at, at that time. When you went out there, you read the book, you said, okay, what for our work week, it's good. Here's the process, but did you have a product in mind when, actually, you, when you went I, that way? Yeah. So I read the book first and then I'm like, oh, okay, okay now I'm, yeah. now I'm open to ideas. We right, started okay. dabbling with all kinds of stuff. I knew I wanted to be in the, you know, you can do like the, the major spaces, health, wealth, relationships, and what's the other one? Uh, maybe it's only three, but health, wealth, relationships, right? And I was like, I want to be in the health space. And okay. so I started looking at all these things. I was, I was really interested in the, um, in the teachers from the movie, the secret back then. And so I spent a lot of time with John Azareff and, um, Bob Proctor and, um, uh, James Arthur Ray at the time. And I was sitting next to somebody at one of the events and she was selling a, a supplement. And I said, well, okay. you know, maybe I should just piggyback off what she's doing. She's having great success with it. I should piggyback off of her. So I actually just started working with her. And then I was like, well, she's trying to rip me on her margin. 
And, you know, and so I said, let me see if I can find a manufacturer to just make the product for me. And so I did. And then that led me down the road and we started selling, you know, additional supplements and other herbs and all this stuff. And, and it was, it was great. Yeah. And I loved it. And then it died. <laughs> and, you know, and at that time it was the FDA saying, Hey, to the payment processors, to website hosting, Hey, stop anybody who's selling these products, stop processing payments for them. And okay, so I woke up it. in the yep. morning and it was like, Hey, you can't process payments. And I'm like, Whoa. Yeah. That business. I mean, in effect, without shutting down the business, shutting down the it business. Shut down the business. That was in it. other way. Yeah. 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 Wow. Okay. So what did you learn from that before you went on to the next one? So that was a bit of a product challenge, but I'm sure there are lessons that you took from there that you were able to apply into, into the next venture, right? As we follow yeah. your serial entrepreneur here yeah. <laughs> for so, each step in the journey, right? So where did you get to next? Well, one of the biggest, biggest lessons was delegation was the key, right? Yeah. I am okay. not, yep. I am not an expert at everything and I never can be. And I'm a huge believer in, in leaning into your strengths and, and outsourcing your weaknesses. So yeah. if I'm not the greatest at something, that's totally fine. Somebody else can do that part for us at a price. And yeah. so then reverse engineering what that looks like as far as being able to afford the talent to execute. And so that was probably the biggest lesson. And then I carried that over into, you know, e-commerce dies. And then I got asked, Hey, how'd you do the marketing for that? How was it you were able to get customers? And then I'm like, Oh, well, here's how I was doing it. Well, hold on. Let me charge yeah. you for that. And then I cut a deal and I got, I, I landed working with, um, uh, Keller Williams out in Austin, Texas. And then I got to work with their okay, business, yeah. their business coaching program maps. And then we built that thing up and, and did well. And so I, I was a main partner in that. And then I was able to go, okay, well, I'm going to start an agency. And now, now I'm doing marketing. All right, of a sudden, now all right? of a sudden what was funny is the yeah. e-commerce business was simply marketing. All it was, yeah, was yeah. marketing to get people to buy the product. And then, so once I got kind of decent at that, then yeah. it led me down that road anyway. And, and on the e-commerce business, I assume it was all digital marketing, everything. right? I mean, that was the, everything was digital. Yep. So you're learning your way through that, A lot that of paper journey click. there, early, yeah. early ten, early teens, right? And, and doing that, yep. you know. And, and Joe, Joe, I, I work with EOS, and and yeah. you know, we use that that tool that we talk about, that delegate and elevate tool. I reference it all the time when we're when we're talking to folks because it becomes so critical about figuring out what are the things that that you are really good at that you really like to do as well, and that 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 is the the, the, for those that can answer that question and then get rid of all the other stuff, absolutely. right? Th those are the folks that can really absolutely. take off. And I'll, you know, I'll reference another uh, Dan Sullivan book along, along with Dr. Hardy, which is 10X is easier than 2X. And it's really just about that, right? You make these biggest jumps in your life when you can actually let go of the stuff that you really need not be doing, Agreed. right? Someone else really likes doing the stuff that you really don't like yeah. to do. It's true no matter what. Absolutely. And finding that, so tying that together, finding that who that does the stuff that you don't like to do and then letting yourself really take off is is, is a huge lesson. And it's a hard lesson because the alternative, is I got to take some of the money that I need to put in my own pocket and pay someone else to do it, right? But you got to realize that's a means to an end. Right. Hard, hard step. But if you can make that step and you're demonstrating when you make that step, man, it goes. Yes. Right. I mean, you, you, when, you, when you can demonstrate that. Um, so now you've got a marketing agency. You started in real estate. Where else did you get, take the marketing agency? What, you know, how did that grow and build? And, and where did you go and take that business? <laughs> well, that was, uh, you know, that was, that was fun. I was going to, you know, as a local marketing agency, you're going to work with local businesses. Um, yep. And then 
it kind of transformed. I took on a business partner who was a friend and we decided, Hey, let's go down and let's work directly with veterans. Um, cause he was a veteran and it was like, Oh, veteran owned businesses. And you know, the next thing, you know, we start getting into these veteran communities and next thing, you know, that leads to us speaking at, you know, at Facebook and Slack and LinkedIn and all these, you know, tech companies out in the Bay area. And we're kind of getting our name known, but only in the startup space, which was like, well, hold on. These startup guys don't have any, you know, they barely have any money. So then right, it was like, well, right. that's not working. And so we really went and tried to tried to grow the business. And then one day, uh, well, it was over about a 10 or 12 day period. Our two biggest clients who were responsible for about 40% of our top line revenue canceled. And I went, whoa. And, you know, at the time my business partner was in, you know, he was the veteran. He was the one in business development, having relationships with these businesses. Um, I was much more on the ops, the marketing, the service provision part. And, um, we weren't growing and, you know, I'm the optimist here and I'm like, Hey, we're just a couple clients away from getting back to where we were. We're going to be great. So I ate debt and took on debt to pay payroll for what ended up being the stupidest idea that I ever came up with, which was let's hire a bunch of us based local people. Let's open up an office with, you know, fancy glass doors and walls, a big old conference room where our local clients are going to come visit. And they never did. We never had meetings. (laughs) And it became this just this, you know, overhead that was unbearable. Yeah. And so, you know, I took on debt to pay it for as long as I could. And then um, yeah, and then I just said, look, like we're we're to the point we can't do it anymore. And you know, and I had a I had a buddy, um, a mentor who gave me some advice and said, Hey, you should probably shut down your agency about eight months before I actually did. And he said, Go do one thing for one niche. That's it. And if you do that, you will find success. And, you know, and I'm like, well, listening to you, you're doing like 40 or 50,000 a month. We're doing way more than that. And he's like, yeah, but I got two people on my team. (laughs) You got 20 people in an office and you're not making any money. And so I didn't listen to him. And then about seven, eight months later, I saw him interviewed on some, uh, you know, as a testimonial for somebody and he was doing 400,000 a month. And I was like, okay, like what, yeah. it, you know, and so I text him, I just said, Hey, what did you do? And he said, you didn't listen to me. Did you? And I said, Nope. And so that's when yeah. the next day I said, all right, we need to cut this. And unfortunately we went the wrong way. My uh, business partner decided just, he didn't realize that there's like HR compliance in California, right? You can't just fire people <laughs> and tell them that the, that the day no, it's over cannot. and not give them uh, their nope. paychecks. And so yeah, we didn't have any work. money and he <laughs> let everybody go. So now we get into that whole thing. And that just was oh. the worst experience. Yeah. So that's uh, yeah. that was another failure. <laughs> well, yeah, there's there's a we learn the most from from uh, from from the failures. There's no doubt about it. I, I heard a cool acronym for fail yesterday, which is uh, first attempt in learning. So yeah. first attempt in learning of shutting down a business, right? Okay, there's some things I've I've got to pay attention to. Uh, without dwelling on that, it, you, you did mention something else that we uh, that we also talked to uh, potential clients about, or even people that are just. In the middle of trying to figure something out, is you, is you ch- chasing something that is that really outside your your core competency? Sometimes you call it the bright shiny object, shiny object syndrome. But but chasing that thing, and in in your case, sounds like well, you you, you wanted to, to get bigger, but it wasn't profitable, right? And the the coaching you were getting was the one thing: do one thing really Correct. really well, get that going, Correct. right? And that it's staying staying course there. So, and I would say even today, though you're running multiple business, that's all an offshoot of doing one thing really well, and then finding other ways to extend that on when the time is right, as opposed well, to and, growing before ready. Right. And what's been what's been fascinating doing this now six times successfully is that yeah. you know while we have multiple entities and m- multiple companies doing this stuff. I have a team that does one thing exceptionally well. 
Right. And they do one thing. And then this other one does one thing. And so it's been fascinating to take the one thing model and that concept and go, okay, well, I could also do that over six companies, six times, you know, and, uh, but that team, they do one thing. That's what they do. And they're very yeah. good at what they do. So now you're, you're he here and I won't, won't dwell on the, <laughs> the challenges of HR. I think that's a separate show and a different podcast. Yeah, right. <laughs> challenges of, uh, you know, I mean, we won't go down that path, but now, now that you're here now, how are you expanding that team within, right? So you, you've got a model here that that's working for you at level nine. So just tell me a little about how that has grown from, obviously you start with a couple and one, two, and then, then you're going from there. What have been some, some key successes for you in growing where you are right now at level nine? Well, so, I mean, even to take just one step back was when the company went, yeah. you know, and we closed that, I said, all right, I'm, st I'm not, it's not like I'm going to quit. So I said, okay, let mm -hmm. me take, let me take some of the virtual staff that we have. We're going to do one thing for one niche. And that's when I opened my, my agency in the wedding space. And I said, we're, that's okay. our most successful client. Let's go with them. And, um, I said, look, I just need somebody to do one thing. And this one, this one person's role was to prospect. And then their job was to get a conversation started so I could step in and close deals. And all they had to do was that one thing and that was it. And right. so that worked. Then I said, okay, now we have a client, we need to fulfill it. So how do we do that? We have a team that can execute the fulfillment, the exact strategy that I say, I'm not going to do it because I need to do sales. And yeah. so we did that. Boom. And now all of a sudden we have fulfillment. So we have this, this assembly that works really, really well. And then I went, okay, well that worked. And it took us from having one client to 109,000 a month in revenue in four months. And then I said, okay, uh -huh. well, let's double down. And then so for the next yeah. four months, we did it again. Then it got me thinking, I'm like, hold on, we can do this with Level 9 Virtual, which I was dabbling in. I wasn't marketing well. Yeah. I wasn't trying to do much. And so that's when we did it with Level 9 Virtual and then the company exploded because we yeah. really got good uh, at each of those pieces. And then it led us into, okay, well, now we can talk about HR right? Because now we have multiple VAs. We have, you know, a lot of staff, we need to build an HR team. And then we figured out what each of those roles should look like. And then it was, okay, now we need a finance team because we have AR and we have all this stuff that we have to manage. <laughs> yeah. And then it was like, okay, so now that all this stuff's going on and I'm still doing sales, how do I get out? And it was put a sales manager in place and do that. And then I was completely removed from the business and I went, hold on, that's amazing because I literally don't work. So hold on. Yeah. Now that we've got this amazing setup, how do I get myself out of the other company? And then I got myself out of that one. And then I said, okay, well, if that's that easy, why can't I just do that with another one? And then we did it again. And so then it's allowed me to test and try and taste different things um, that we might be interested in. And we've been able to follow the exact same process to create success in multiple companies. Yeah, that, uh, you, you said the word that I was going to ask a question about, which is in order to do that, you've got to have some things that you've got really documented so that it is laid out there. What what has been your 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 efforts to document the, those processes to make them repeatable, make make sure things are being done in a consistent way, which then allows for the scalability, right? It's, that that's yep. got to be some of the other. So what 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 were, what did you do there? Did did you utilize someone or something? Or is we that, did did you did we, you have it in team? So how did you do that that process work to make sure that it is rinse repeat rinse repeat? Well, it was it was I followed somebody else's model on how they choose to communicate. And communication was the first piece of it that as soon as we knocked down communication and figured out how to communicate to everybody effectively, we were we knew that, okay, this is the right path. Now, how do you document that? And it was, okay, so if, if you know, and so to, to give a quick uh, um, kind of yeah, explanation sure. of it is that not everybody communicates and consumes information the same way, right? You have people who are visual, they need to see it. 
You have people who are kinesthetic. They need to do it. You have people who are auditory like me. I need to hear it. Um, but I don't need to take notes. I can just hear something and typically I consume it. So I do audiobooks for days and I consume a ton okay. of knowledge. Then you have people who are auditory digital. They're going to be much more analytical. So realizing all of these different ways that people learn, how do you deliver an SOP for everybody? Well, you have to do it in that format, right? You have to give somebody visual, visually something. So lots of screenshots, video, same thing for somebody yep. kinesthetic is, um, you know, what we do is a, a system called play, pause, do. So in the video, okay. we say, okay, play the video. Okay. Pause right here and go do the thing we just taught you. Then they go do it. Okay, great. They come back, they play the video. And so we do play, pause, do. And this is all part of our SOP. Then it's written, yeah. you know, and, and so we we're hitting every single type of learning and, you know, uh, context that everybody can, can handle. Um, and we've seen that just because we pay attention to that so heavily, the output on the back end is very easy. Everybody can do it. And we continuously yeah. upgrade, uh, you know, update and document every single thing inside SOPs. And that has yeah. been a huge process for us. It has to be, you know, in order for, for you to repeat it. Now, what is the measurement tool that you're using? Uh, you know, we, we, so I'm going to just go back to EOS a little bit, right? So when you've got that core process in place, there's got to be a way not only to make sure that everyone that's touching the process is trained on it, but you're measuring that, that, that it is being followed on there. So what do you have in place to, to make sure that that's there, that's going to allow for it to be used time and again, time right. and again in the right way? Yeah. And so mainly, I mean, we have some KPIs that we follow for different, you know, different uh, pieces of the company. So different, um, yeah. what we call divisions, right? And so yeah. there's, multiple, uh, uh, excuse me, um, metrics that we're trying to find. And we had somebody internal just build dashboards and that's been it. And so we have our own custom sure. dashboards that really map across to our SOPs so that inside the SOPs, we know, Hey, this, by the way, this is something that's measured. So they understand, okay, that has to create an output. And if that piece creates an output, we're going to measure on it. We're going to know whether this is effective. And what we have found is that sometimes if we are having a bad outcome and our metrics don't align with where we think they should be, if we go back a lot of times to the training, to the SOPs and so forth, and we go, oh, well, of course, we're not teaching it very well. That's one yeah, that maybe, or it's changed, right? Or, That's the thing, changed, right? These pro 100%. processes change, yeah. right? So the revisiting of the process is just critical. So the initial documentation of it and yeah. uh, is is there, but also, hey, it's it's living, yes. right? It's going going to change. You're going to learn something from one of your other businesses or, you know, it's going to change around and being able to go back and do that, then retraining, reteaching, and then remeasuring, yeah. right? That That's living. And that's the, that's the one danger that, that, that can, can hurt an entrepreneur is over documenting what you're doing. Cause it is going to change all the time. You've got to be agile. You've got to be able to, to, to go back and look at it and realize that just doing it once and putting it on a shelf, that is not the Correct. answer, right? That, that is no way. It it's got, it's got to be something that lives and breathes every day and that everyone can get to and knows exactly where to go to make sure I'm doing it the right Correct. way as you build one biz next. So, all right. So you've got six things cooking right, right now, yeah. right? Right. And, and still allowing yourself to be that guy going all the way back to where we started with, with that time to do the things that you really in, enjoy doing. So what's next for you, right? You, you've, you've had uh, the uh, failures along the way, but now you kind of found a sweet spot here. What, do, what are you thinking about next? Where's the uh, visionary part of the brain taking you next? Well, we just launched the six company 60, 90 days ago. So okay. we're still getting you know, everything dialed in with that. We're looking at, um, improvements to processes there. I'm still pretty involved in that one at this point, okay. typically yep. around the six month mark, I can eliminate myself from the company. And so we're pretty close, um, already. 
this, uh, so, so I'm, you know, that's where it's probably taken a lot of my, my kind of my mental power. But the other thing that we do is my, you know, my wife and I, we invest in real estate. So we're buying, you know, properties where we, you know, would like to have rentals and, and so forth. Um, so that's, you know, it's, it's a matter of investments and how do we position our, ourselves for, you know, catastrophe if it were to hit or, um, what do we do for the kid's future and, you know, and, and all of those things. And, you know, so, all of the businesses are designed that we can just buy real estate. Yeah. <laughs> so that's it. Well, you know what? It, going back to it, then we learned this lesson once, so I have to keep an eye on the market yeah. this time, Joe. So. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> go, it's like I'm actually this time I'm not. I'm you know I think I'm less of an idiot. I don't know that I'm not an idiot, but I'm less <laughs> of an idiot when it comes to this. You know, I've spent a lot more time understanding investing. You know, I was riding the hot market yeah. in the you know oh six oh seven. I was riding that really strong, and we got you know I got lucky in a lot of those things. Well, now here we are, we're in a stagnant market where interest rates are crazy. And so we're still able to make good investments based on the criteria we're looking for, the financing we're, we're you know, managing. Um, so there's opportunities that are out there if, but only because now I, I feel like because I know more, because I'm yeah. positioned better, I have different resource, you know, and we can, you know, we can allocate resources differently than I could way back in the day. So lots of well, and benefit of that benefit of that experience, but it, you know, Joe, what we're talking about here, it's, it's a great example. Spend a ton of time t- talking to folks, right? The, the ability to spend time working on your business and not in it. Correct. So it sounds like you're in that space, yeah. right? You're on that business or all those businesses for the most time, which gives you the head, really the headspace yes. to, to be clear in thought about the ne- next piece, right? Because the day-to-day stuff is what fills up the, the brains for many of us. And, and you get right in the middle of it and you can't even see out of it. It's right. like, I just got to get this thing done today. And when we work with our clients, that's all we're trying to do. Yeah. Like, let's get some headspace to think of on this business so that you're not there and you can get onto that next thing. So kudos to you for learning those lessons along the way and realizing through the, whether, you know, virtual assistant, or as we talked about finding the right who's to do the house, right. right. That, that, that kind of stuff really makes all the difference for, for someone really looking to grow whatever it is that they're involved yep. in or get into the next, next business. So, so kudos to you for figuring those along the way, tough lessons to, to oh, learn for sure. for sure. But, you know, I but think, I think the lessons make, create the, you know, create the results later, you know, we, uh, absolutely. Yeah. So I, I mean, I, I, I love the idea of people getting out of their head, you know, that headspace and creating, creating yeah. it, you know, I, uh, sometimes my wife will walk into my office here and she'd be like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm thinking, she's like, yes, you spend a lot of time thinking. I'm like, this is where we make money. You know, th- these, the, the yeah. ability for me to think through and strategize and have time to just be quiet and think through things rather than just doing, you know, one of the things I gave up that was powerful was giving up my email. So like, I don't check my email anymore. And you know, and then yeah. I have, if it's important and I need, it's like, this can only be done if Joe touches it. That's the stuff that I get involved in, but somebody else can manage almost everything. You know, there's yeah. very few opportunities that show up in your email inbox on a daily basis, but yet how much time do entrepreneurs spend in their email inbox? Hours. Yeah. It, it's, it's the, the, the value of the clarity break to, to grab another term off the shelf there from, from our EOS playbook, that value of that clarity break is oftentimes really devalued yeah. because there is a belief that is the, the company moves forward in the doing but really the company and you move forward in the thinking yeah. and the space that's out there. And it's, yeah, it's, it's hard. It, what, another one of the things, right? So how do I give something away? Well, it's going to cost me some money, but yeah, money's going to come back around oh, exponentially yeah. if you do it right. Yep. Right. Oh, if I'm not doing this, I don't trust anybody. No, find, find a who that can do what you can't, can't do and, and take that time to think 
like you're able to do and then, and then come up with that next business. Okay. Reflect on what worked, what didn't, right. how am I going to do it differently? So, uh, great lessons all the way through, uh, Joe, great stuff. I really appreciate all, all the time and insight. Really enjoyed the conversation. Thank you so much for, for being yeah, thanks here. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Beautiful. All right. So before we let you go and give you a chance to, to plug some things here, we do our fa five fast questions. Okay. So Joe, you don't know what these are coming, but I'm going to fire them at you. So first and foremost, Joe, favorite sports team, Denver Broncos. The Broncos come back here, right? For the Broncos, it's <laughs> we happening. Sure hope yeah. so. Man, we've been saying that for a while. <laughs> that, that's hope so. Let's hope so. Let's hope so for the for the Broncos fans out I there. Um, okay, what would you eat if it was your last meal? Tacos. Last meal you'd ever eat. Tacos. Beautiful. Um, dream vacation spot, place you've been, or maybe thinking about getting to, but dream vacation spot. Fiji. Favorite movie. TV show, streamer, the rewatchable that's on your brain. What's what, what hits? Oh my gosh. Uh, the only thing I think the movie, the show alone right now is something that's amazing. That's to me. your thing, huh? Yeah. yeah. I love that Someone one. else has said that to me. I've not hit that one yet, but feel like I've got to add it yeah, onto it's, the, it's uh, pretty interesting. onto the favorites list. Yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful. And, and then lastly, uh, best piece of advice or a favorite quote that you come back to time and again, when, when you need it. Um, I think fail fast is probably the, I mean, that's such an easy one. And I feel like I'm, I'm cliching mm -hmm. the heck out of that cause I say it a lot, but oh, it would be, it'd yeah. be fail fast. It's, you know, go out. I think one of our keys to success is that we'll try things. We'll try so many things before most people try one and we'll have yeah. answers before people even finish building their landing page. You know, it's like, um, I'll go yeah. ask people for money in a, in a heartbeat. And most people are afraid that, you know, to, to take that step. And so I'd rather find out and fail, you know, in the beginning than, you know, waste time. And so I think failing fast has been super important. Nice. Excellent. Excellent. Joe, great stuff all the way through here. Really. Thank you. And thank you for some of the stuff you shared with the audience here. Uh, where can folks find you? They want to reach out, connect with you. You're not going to answer the email, but someone will get oh, back yeah. to them, right? Yeah, so, <laughs> they, Joe, how can they, how can they find yeah. you other than, you know, we got level nine virtual, but where else can they find yeah, you? So, they, they you know, all, all the socials, Joe rare, um, Joe rare.com, J O E R A R E.com. Joe yep. at Joe rare.com is my email. I promise we reply. Uh, may not be me right away, but you know, <laughs> opportunities I do take advantage of. So yeah, I'm in front of those. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, Joe, thank you so much for, for sharing your insight and joining us on the Grow Your Damn Business podcast. Lots of nuggets there for folks that, that are interested in this topic and figuring out how they're going to sort of get to that next level from where they are today. So, so thank you much. It's been a pleasure having you on here. I hope you have a great rest of your yeah, day. Yeah, you as well. Thanks so much. Thanks, Joe. The Grow Your Damn Business Podcast is hosted by Scott Goodrich, a professional EOS implementer. To learn more about EOS and how it might help grow your damn business, you can email Scott at scott.goodrich at eosworldwide.com or check out his website at www.eosworldwide.com forward slash Scott hyphen Goodrich. Thank you for listening to the Grow Your Damn Business Podcast. If you found this conversation valuable, subscribe to our YouTube channel and find us on your favorite podcast platform. We will see you next week on the Grow Your Damn Business Podcast.